Greetings, everyone. Once again, it's Motam 1AD sharing the authentic truth brought to us by Zulu Lassan. So here today, the teacher I'm going to be sharing is going to be regarding the baptism. Is water baptism still relevant today? Question mark. And should we be baptized? Should you get baptized? That's the question, because in many places, in many so-called churches, so-called Christian churches, many people do go get baptized underwater, under immersion. And... They think that that's the way to salvation. But we are going to see if that's according to the truth, according to the scriptures, and if that that's according to the law. And if that is still relevant today, if that's something, a practice that should be done today. <clears throat> For that, I shall be using the current classical day Bible. And then at the end, later on, I will be using Biber Karatambale, the only authentic Bible without any errors or contradiction, Les Editions Zulula Saint. So, we shall start in Mark chapter 16, verse 16. It says this in the New International Version. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, comma. What is to be baptized? And it says here, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, comma. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. Now he says, whoever does not believe and not whoever does not believe and doesn't, doesn't get baptized. Now he's only one of the two. New Living Translation, he says, anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, period. <clears throat> and now that's why we have to know many different type of, uh, many Bible verse versions. Because if you only use the current classical day bible you will be you can be misled by a translation that's why when we go in the current classical day bible still in bible de l'epée that's a french bible that will that will translate here it's bible of the sword when you translate the name it says this in still in mark 16 16 it says he of you that believed shall be consecrated comma so here, instead of baptized, it says consecrated. So consecration. Now we shall go in Mark chapter 1, verse 4. It says this. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, comma, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, period. So John part of his ministry, part of his works, part of his mandate, his mission was to baptize. Now that's what many so-called Christians don't know about the baptism of John the Baptist. Why was he doing, why was he baptizing people? Why was he emerging them under water? Question mark. Specify here in Mark 1 4. He says, preaching and baptism, a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness, for the forgivenesses, for the forgiveness of sins. So he was preaching them and baptizing them of a baptism of repentance. So to bring people to repent, because many of to the people he was baptizing, it was the people who were sinning, who were going against the law, who were unpure. So he had to preach them 
the repentance, and then he had to baptize them for the forgiveness of their sin. New Living Translation, this messenger was John the Baptist, period. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. So that's what the baptism of John was according to the current classical day Bible. It was a symbolic representation. It was a, a sort of purification for them to be prepared, for them to repent of their old ways, of their sins, of their bad deeds, of their actions. So, <clears throat> in verse 5, it says this, in Mark 1, 5, in New International Version, it says, The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, period. So here it says that many, the whole countryside, the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, period, confessing their sins, confessing their sins, comma, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. So these people that John were, was baptizing, was baptizing, they were confessing their sin. So they were repenting of their action, of their deeds. Now, the question you should ask yourself is, was Christ baptized in the baptism of water, meaning immersion underwater of the baptism of repentance? That's the question, because like I've mentioned in Mark chapter 16, verse 16, there is another different meaning of baptism, which is to be consecrated. And the baptism that John, part of his mission, was for bringing people into repentance. The question you should ask yourself, if Christ was baptized, was baptized underwater, under the baptism of John, who was for forgiveness of sin, why? So does that mean that Christ, the so-called Jesus of the Bible, did he then committed sin? Was he then unpure? Was he then repenting? That's the question. John the Baptist baptism was to bring people to repentance, to confess their sin. And we know that the true Christ, he did not sin. He did not commit any sin. He didn't went against the law. He was pure from his birth. So he didn't have any sin to confess. So that means that baptism underwater of repentance of John the baptism didn't apply to the true Christ, didn't apply to the Christ. So the Christ wasn't baptized underwater meaning the baptism of immersion and when we go in hebrew chapter 7 verse 7 it says this and without question comma the person that he who has the power to give a blessing is greater 
than the one who is blessed, period. So it is the superior that blesses the inferior. English Standard Version, it is beyond dispute that the inferior is blessed by the superior. So Christ went to John the Baptist not to repent for a sin, not to be not to confess his sins, but it was to be consecrated. But we know that Christ was superior than John. That's why even John, it troubled him. He says, he mentioned even in the current classical debate that he did not want to do it. So, in, when you go in act, so act of the apostles, the question you should ask yourself then, we have demonstrated that Christ wasn't baptized by immersion, meaning underwater. And we shall see if his apostles as well, was his apostles baptized underwater. In Act chapter 11, verse 16, he says this in New International Version. Then I remembered that the Lord had said, column, John baptized with water, comma. So here, ladies and gentlemen, people out there, brothers and sisters, everyone that is listening, we have to understand the words. We have to understand the phrases that is used. We have to understand the tense as well, the verb tense that was used. It says here, John baptized. That means in the past, that's what he did. Young literal translations. John indeed did baptize with water, comma, and ye shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He says this here in the New International Version, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, that means that the baptism under water, under immersion, that was John's baptism. That was part of his mission. And, in act, it says that John did that, but you, you shall be baptized. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 2, New American Standard Bible, it says, Also, it is not good for a person to be without knowledge. John chapter 1, verse 26, John told them, I baptize with water, comma, I, so that's him, that's his work, his mission, I baptize with water. But right here in the crowd is someone you do not recognize. So John here, that's his testimony, because also John, part of his mission, he was here, he was there as a witness. To witness the light. 
which was Christ. And he says, in John, I repeat again, 1.26, I baptize with water, but right here in the crowd is someone you do not recognize, period. Verse 27, though his ministry follows mine, comma, I'm not even worried to be uh, to untie the strap of his sandals. So, John ministry, John works mission was to bring people to repentance, to present them, to clean them, and present them as pure, as clean, pure, because they, they, they were supposed to confess their sin, come to repentance, and then to present them to the Christ, to the light. Because he was there as a witness to that light. And he was showing people, meaning bringing people to Christ as well. Meaning he was presenting them to Christ. Meaning he was teaching them the Christ. In John chapter 1 verse 33, before I go in verse 33, I'll start in verse 32, it says, Then John testified, comma, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and resting on him. Verse 33, I myself did not know him, comma, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, comma. So here again, it says, the one who sent me to baptize with water, sent me who? Me, John. So that was John was sent to baptize with water to bring people to repentance. Now, the question you should ask yourself, are all those so-called pastors out there, were they sent to, be, to baptize people? Underwater, the so-called Philippe Kaku in Ivory Coast, the so-called uh, Gédéon, and so on. So many so-called churches that claim to have a ministry, that claim to have a mission, where they mandated to also baptize people with water. Where is that written? But the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, comma, the man on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit, period, and not with water. So the Christ at no moment was baptizing people under water. Because if he did, he will be contradicting what the prophet, what John the Baptist had said, had prophesied. He says, the man on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit, period. Verse 34, I have seen and testify 
that this is the Son of God, according to the current class of the Bible. That's the term they use. I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. So that's the testimony of John. He says his mission. He said what he was sent for. And he said, also, he testified that him, the Christ, was, was to baptize people with the Holy Spirit. That's his testimony. And we know that his testimony is true. So, why are other people then adding on, bringing something else? Saying that, no, you have to be baptized, meaning you have to follow the baptism of John again. Why? In John chapter 3, verse 5, he says this, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Period. Now, what is that born of water? <clears throat> Many, if you only stop in this version, in New Living Translation, if you stop on the current classical Bible, for example, the American Standard Bible, the King James Bible, and so on, you'll be, you will think that, oh, you have to be baptized with water, underwater, to enter the kingdom of God. That's what you will think. Because you'll be victim of the mistranslations of the current Bible that you have. But if you do not limit yourself to those specific Bibles, even in the current class of the Bibles, because we know that Bibel is the precision, is the truth. <clears throat> but if we go in Bible du Sommeur, that's a French Bible that I will translate here. In verse 5, still in John 3, 5, he says this, Truly I assure you, resume the Christ, comma, unless one is born of water, comma, there's not a period here in this version, Unless one is born of water, comma, that is to say, of the Spirit. You see, this version specifies a little bit better regarding this verse. I'm not saying that the whole version of Bible du Sommer, a French Bible, is completely true. We know that there's only one authentic Bible. But regarding this verse, it's a little bit better translated than the other current classical Bible. That's what he says. Unless one is born of water, comma, that is to say of the Spirit, no one can enter the kingdom of God. So that being born of water, it's of the Spirit and not without being born of water and the Spirit. Because in other versions it will say and the Spirit. That means in addition. But Bible du Sommer, this version doesn't say and. So if you only stop yourself with the current class of the Bible in New Living Translation and other version that will add and of, you will fall under the trap. You will be victim of those translations, of those people who have translated the, the current class of the Bible and who were not mandated. So they didn't know what they were doing, what they were saying. They were introducing lies, contradictions. And... 
you will be practicing baptism and going against the scripture, going against what Christ said, going against what John the Baptist in the current class of the Bible has testified to. No verse will say that Christ baptized people of water. Now, some people will go into John chapter 4, verse 1, where, which says, Now when Christ learned that the Pharisees had heard that Christ was making and baptizing more disciples than John, So here, in the first verse, in John 4, 1, it says, Now when Christ learned that the Pharisees had heard, had heard. So the Pharisees heard and not saw. They heard. That means those were rumors. Those were rumors. That's what the Pharisees, they were hearing things rumors and so on was making and baptizing more disciples than John in bracket although Christ himself did not baptize comma but only his disciples end of bracket comma so here is specified that the Christ himself was not baptizing. He wasn't immerging people underwater. Because he knew that that was John's mission. That was part of his ministry. That was part of his course of his works. You may ask, then why did his disciples, 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 why did they baptize? Question mark. According to the current class of the Bible, those disciples baptized because John was still there. That was still part of John's ministry. Because John was still indivisible, that was still part of his mission, of his works. But the apostles that were walking with the Christ they did not baptize. And we shall even see regarding Paul of Tarsus or Saul, previously known as Saul. So, if you ask why did the disciples baptize according to the current class of the Bible, is because John was still there. Because John himself said, I baptized, but he who come will not will baptize of the Spirit. <clears throat> in Isaiah chapter 44, verse 3, in New International Version, it says this For I will pour water on the thirsty land, comma, and stream on the dry ground. Semicolon. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendant. You see here, water represents the Spirit.
1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, New Living Translation. Some of you were once like that, period, but you were cleansed, semicolon. You were made holy, semicolon. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Christ and by the Spirit of our God. You see, the, we know that the Spirit also clean the Word, the teachings. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Go therefore and instruct all nations, comma, dedicating, in bracket, consecrating them to the one name of the Father, knowledge of the Son, that is, of the divine holy presence. You see? He says here, go and instruct all nations. And that's in, once again, Bible de l'Epée. That's a French Bible that I translate here. So it's consecrate, to consecrate people. Meaning to dedicate them. Because in other versions it will say to baptize. But that baptism, it means to consecrate. In John chapter 3 verse 11. Uh, before I go in John, I'll go in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Mark 16, 15. It says this in New Living Translation. And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. John 3, 11. Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen. But you do not accept our testimony. So many people, many so-called fake pastors out there, they will not accept the testimony. They will reject what John has, had said. In Act 2, verse 38, once again in Bible de l'Epée, he says, And Peter said unto them, Reconsider yourself, and let Every one of you be consecrated in the name of Christ to receive forgiveness of your sins, semicolon, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Presence. You see, it was to consecrate and not to baptize on the water because the apostles were not putting people in immersion because that was part of John the Baptist mission. That was his ministry. In Act chapter 10, verse 47, it says this, Then Peter replied, Do not hinder the downpour of consecration upon those who have received the holy presence of Christ, as well as us. 
in Act chapter 19, verse 5, he says this. Which having heard, comma, they were pledged in the name of the Christ. Now, we shall see regarding the um, in act, because those there's a passage that many people will try to take to try to say no. You you have to baptize people, and that's in Act chapter eight verse thirty eight. He says. Well, before I go in verse thirty eight. Just to put us more in context, we shall start before. And that's regarding Philip and the Ethiopian in the current classical day Bible. And when we start in verse 26, so that's in Act 8:26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out. On his way, he met an Ethiopian. So he met an Ethiopian, and they started to talk. And in verse 34, he says this, The eunuch, the eunuch, eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Verse 35. Then Philip began with that very passage of the scriptures and told him the good news about the Christ. So Philip taught him, presented him the Christ. And in verse 36, as they traveled along the road, comma, they came to some water and the eunuch eunuch said look here is water period what can stand in the way of my being baptized question mark verse 38 and he gave order to stop the chariot then both philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. So here, according to this version, they will say that Philip went down into the water and baptized him. So many people, when they will read this, if they stop themselves in this version, they will say, oh, you see, that means Philip did baptize the Ethiopian under water. But when we go in Acts, 838 in Bible de l'Epée, that's French Bible once again, in verse 38 he said, and he commanded the chariot to be stopped. And they both went down towards the water, and not in the water, but towards the water. If you're going towards somewhere, if you go, that doesn't mean you went into the water. There's a difference. 
you don't need to go to Harvard, to Harvard and to go to university, spend 10 years, 20 years learning just to understand the words. He says they went towards the water. Comma, Philip and the eunuch and Philip consecrated him. Period. So you see, in this version, it doesn't say baptized. It says consecrated. In the fake version, in many fake versions of the Bible, in the fake passages, they will say no, that the Christ was baptized. They will say no, that Philip did baptize the Ethiopian. Those are wrong translations. That's why we have Biber Kalatambale that specify that precise. And regarding the Christ, he was consecrated and not baptized under water. Now, the question you should ask yourself in Matthew chapter 3, verse 14, it says in New Living Translation, but John tried to talk talk him out of it that's regarding when the christ came to john to be baptized but many people baptized meaning to be consecrated but many people will think that that was baptism underwater no because he says here i am the one in matthew 3 14 i am the one who need who needs to be baptized by you comma he said you see here john said I am the one who needs to be baptized by you. Does that mean John needed to be baptized on the water, needed to confess his sin? Does that mean that John was then impure? If John was impure, how can he then baptize other people to bring them to repentance? You see, that's why if you're not mandated to teach, to reveal to because there's only one teacher and it's Zulassan. So all of you out there, fake pastors, you don't understand the scriptures. You should you should listen. You should pay attention. You should take notes. You should let the only teacher Zulassan teach you. Because if you think that John baptism that Christ underwent John baptism, meaning underwater. But we know that John baptism was for people to confess their sin and to bring them to repentance. That no longer makes sense that Christ was baptized underwater. And John himself said, I am the one who needs to be baptized by you. But we know that John, the, the Baptist, according to the current class of the Bible even, he did not sin. He wasn't unpure. He was a prophet. He was also sent for a mission to bring people to repentance. So that baptism that John mentioned here in Matthew 3.14 is regarding consecration. Because we know it is the superior that blesses the inferior. That's why John was troubled to because he didn't understand it. Well, 
according to the current task of the Bible, he was resisting because Christ was superior than him. So he wasn't supposed to, because if he was consecrating, he was going to go, it was going against the law. But it was because John came in the visible before Christ. So he was uh, a birthright. But we know in the Revelation that um, that Christ consecrated him even before it. And in verse 13, in Matthew 3.13, you're living uh, in, it says, Then Christ came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be consecrated by him. So there's a version that will say consecrated and not to be baptized, meaning under immersion. Act 13.23 It says this, From this man's descended, descendant, God, God has brought to Israel the Savior Christ, as He promised. Verse 24, Before the coming of Christ, comma, John preached repentance and baptism to all the people of Israel. Period. Verse 25. As John was completing his works, comma, he said. So here he says, as John was completing his work. What is it? What was his works? What was his in New Living Translation? He says, as John was finishing his ministry. He asked, he asked, you see, so John was finishing his ministry. So part of his ministry was also baptism under immersion. So that means the baptism of John is no longer relevant today. Act 13.25 as John was finishing his ministry, he asked, Do you think I am the Messiah? No, I am not. But he is coming soon. And I am not even worthy to untie the sandals on his feet. Christian Standard Bible. Now, as John was completing his mission. And what was his mission? Once again, to bring people to repentance. Now, in Acts chapter 19, verse 1, it says this. This is regarding the Holy Spirit received as at Ephesus. While Apollos was at Corinth, comma, Paul passed through the interior and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? Question mark. So here in the current class of the Bible, 
Paul found some disciples. He met some people, some disciples. And he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit? Why did he ask them that question? Because we know he had the Spirit. So he was, he had the ability to discern, to see, to know if someone, when someone was speaking, acting, if that person had the Spirit or not. Like so-called many fake pastors out there, they don't have the Spirit. We see, we know. No, they answered. We have not even heard that they is that there is a Holy Spirit, period. Now the question is, which type of disciples were these that they didn't even heard about the Holy Spirit? How did they become believers? What did they believe in? If you're a believer, you should know the truth. You should know that there's a Holy Spirit. What did they believe in? Who taught them? Verse 3, into what, comma, then, comma, were you baptized? Question mark. Paul asked. The baptism of John, they replied. You see? So, these disciples were baptized under meaning uh, of the baptism of John. John the Baptist, the Baptist, the Baptist. Verse four. Well, they were, before I go in verse four, they were baptized under John baptism, but they didn't even heard about the Holy Spirit. Paul explained in verse four, John's baptism, John's baptism, John's baptism. And not your fake pastor baptism. He says here, John baptism. Because that was his mission, that was his work. John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. Period. He told people to believe in the one coming after him. That is in the Christ. Verse 5. On hearing this, comma, they were baptized into the name of the Christ. Verse 6, And when Paul laid his hand on them, comma, the Holy Spirit came upon them, comma, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. You see? So Paul baptized these disciples and it wasn't water baptism. It wasn't under immersion. It was consecration. It was with his hand and position of hands like the prophets did. And 
that's what Paul explained to them as well, that John's baptism was a baptism of repentance to present people, well, to, to he told people to believe in the one coming after him. So that's, that was his mission, to tell people about who was coming. And once the Christ was there, even according to the current classic Bible, um, John said that, that his ministry has to diminish and the ministry of Christ must rise. So why are people still practicing following John's ministry when even Paul explained that, that that's already done, that was the past, that's no longer current, that's no longer of, even at the time of Paul, that, that it was no longer relevant. They were no longer supposed to practice that. And in Bible de Le, um, in another version, a French version, it will say consecration directly and not baptism. Instead of baptism, it will say consecration. Now, I will go back in regarding Act 10, verse 44, regarding the Gentiles receive the Holy Spirit. It says this in verse 44. While Peter was speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard his message, period. Verse 45, all the circumcised believers who had accompanied Peter were astounded, astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit has been poured out even on the Gentiles, period. For they heard them speaking in tongues and exalt, exalting God. You see, here in this verse, it says that, the Holy Spirit fell on those people. Peter was speaking, was preaching, and then they, he says here, they received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard his message. Then Peter says, verse 47, can anyone withhold the water to baptize these people? Question mark. So here, the fake pastors cannot explain to you this verse, this passage. Because in this passage, in the current class of the Bible, it says that they received the Holy Spirit. Let, let, let's, let's think about this. Let's, let's reason. They received the Holy Spirit. And then Peter said, Can anyone withhold the water to baptize these people? Question mark. Why would they then 
be baptized if they already have the Holy Spirit. We know that the Holy Spirit is pure. So the Holy Spirit doesn't go on people that are unpure. Why would they need to be baptized then? It will represent like before you go out, you go out, maybe you to a nice restaurant and so on, but you go to meet people. First, you clean yourself, you wash yourself, and then you dress, then you put, put on makeup, maybe for, for women, they put on makeup, you dress nice, and then you go out. But here is the other way around. They say that they receive the Holy Spirit and then they want to get baptized. And then Peter said, can anyone withhold the water to baptize these people? But the baptism was to bring people to repentance and to prepare them to receive the Holy Spirit. You see? So that's a confusion in the current classical day Bible that the fake pastors will not be able to explain. Can anyone withhold the water to baptize these people? Question mark. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So if you have the Holy Spirit, what do you need then to be baptized on the water to bring you to repentance and then to once again receive the Holy Spirit? You see, it doesn't hold up. Verse 48, he says, So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Christ. Then they asked him to stay for a few days. How can you receive the Holy Spirit and then be baptized? It was supposed to be the, whole, or the other way around because you're supposed to be clean because that's what the, the baptism represented. To clean, like Christ cleaned his apostles, purified them, it was a symbolic representation when he was washing their feet. He was cleaning them. And then they received the Holy Spirit after. And not, you receive the Holy Spirit and then we clean you. We clean you then for what? If you already have the Holy Spirit. Confusion in their crank last to the Bible. That's why if you, if you only, if you read this fake verse, fake passages, if you listen to the fake pastors, the fake Kaku Philippe, the fake Gideon, the fake so-called ministers out there who are not mandated, you will fall into the trap and you will follow blindly without realizing that it's completely false. It doesn't add up. It's a contradiction. Matthew 3, 11, a baptized with water those who repent of their sin and turn to God. So you had to repent to be baptized. So you had to confess your sin. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I, than I am. And I am not worthy to be, to carry his sandals, period. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire and we know that's the testimony of john john 126 new king james bible new king james version john answered them saying a baptized with water but there stand one among you whom you do not know verse 27 he who come after me 
he's preferred before me who stand or strap I am not worthy to lose to lose and that's the Christ and he is the one who will baptize of war of whole of the Holy Spirit and with fire mark 1 8 I have baptized I have baptized that's the past you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit New King James Version I indeed baptize you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit act 1 5 for John baptized with water but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit you see so the apostles were not baptized with water because water baptism was John mission was John ministry was John mission now regarding Saul regarding Paul of Tarsus act 9 verse 17 he says then Ananias went to the house and entered it period placing his hand on Saul he said brother Saul the Lord Christ who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit period verse 18 immediately something like scars fell from Saul's eyes and he could he could see again he got up and was baptized comma if you stop here in the comma, you will think, no, baptized, I mean water. No, it doesn't say water here because that baptism was consecration. It wasn't water. It doesn't say water. It wasn't water. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Because... Here it was consecration because he wasn't up. He became an apostle. 2 Peter 2 17, he says, These people are springs without water and midst driven by a storm. So, those are the fake pastors out there who will teach people, who will preach people to be baptized, who will go, who will bring people under dirty water they'll bring, you'll see the water is 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 dirty it, there's there's a lot of mud how how are you getting clean you you you're getting even dirtier that's not that that baptism it's it's done New Living Translations, these people are, are as useless as dried up springs or as mids blow away by the wind or as mids or as mist blown away by the wind. Zachariah chapter 13 verse 1, he says, On that day a fountain will be opened. To the house of David and the inhabitant of Jerusalem to cleanse them from their sin and impurity. You see, 
Ephesians 4, 5. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And that's the baptism of the Spirit. That's what John was preparing people for. That's the truth. So anybody that will preach baptism is against the law, is against the scriptures, is against the truth. Is not mandated, doesn't know what he's saying. Is confused, is, is a victim of, of false translations, of false Bibles, of false copies. Now we shall go in Bibel Kalatambale, the book of the truth, the only authentic Bible without any errors or contradiction. And for that we shall go in Tondi et Kabbalah, which is known as Philip in the current classical day Bible. Chapter 1, verse 28 to verse 25. And I will be translating it here in English for us. It says this. First, the title of that of uh, verse 28 to, 20, to 35 is Water Baptism is No Longer Relevant. Verse 28, as we went down on our way, we saw water. And the mundo, in bracket Ethiopian, Ethiopian, said, Here is water. What prevents me and those who accompany me from being baptized? Question mark. I replied, so here is Tondier Kabbalah, is Philip who replied. He says here in verse 29, I replied, comma, water baptism is no longer relevant, period. Verse 30, but if you believe with all your hearts, comma, you will be consecrated, period. Verse 31, the mundo, Ethiopian, entered, I believe, as well as those who are with me. That Jokisabe, that's the true Christ, that Jokisabe is one of the sons of Lopa. Verse 32, I stopped the chariot, semicolon, the Ethiopian Mundo, and those who were with him, comma, and I went down and consecrated them. And I went down and consecrated them, comma, not in water. Period. And verse 33. When I had finished consecrating them, the mundi lifted. Me upon the air. Far from them. So, that was Bibel, that was the teaching that I shared regarding water baptism, that water baptism is no longer relevant today, is no longer, it should not be practiced, um, it should no longer be pra practiced. So, anyone who authorized baptism, meaning underwater, under immersion, is against God. It's that simple. So that was the teaching. All glory to Loba, the only and unique creator.